Blog Talk Radio. Happy Sunday morning. Notch on the box with y'all. Uh, doing the thing this morning. Week 9 preview. Week 9 pregame. Whatever you want to call it. It is Sunday, October 7th. Um, as always, tune in tomorrow. Shakes Montana Mondays. We will also be having, as always, Nacho Average Tuesdays where we will go over all of the Week 9 action preview week 10 and then of course we'll talk about big storylines um don't forget though wednesday if you got something you want to get off your chest you got something you just know no one's gonna agree with but you know you're right wednesday's the day black freezy debate wednesdays bring your opinions bring them all and then of course say you're not you're like me you're not winning your fantasy football games. You know you don't play NBA fantasy football if you do like me, but you do. But say you do, like the other fellas. Tune in Thursday, Fantasy Thursdays with LRP. They talk NBA. They talk NFL. They'll talk about all the trades, the sneaky pickups, all that good stuff. Um, Thursdays, LRP Fantasy Thursdays. And then of course. East Style Friday took a hiatus last week, but we will be back this week stronger than ever. East Style Fridays going to be awesome. We'll talk all football, all basketball. I'm sure we'll talk a little World Series that just passed. And then, of course, get into the BMF, get into the the, 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 freestyle, uh, the freestyle competitions, get into the anime, get into anything else you want to talk. We want to talk Eternals. You want to talk DC. You want to talk Marvels. You want to talk... You want to talk who's who's loving on who? Pete Davidson, Kim K. We got it all. East Out Fridays. First couple hours going to be sports related. Last hour, we talk about the whole world. That is the week for the shakedown. Hope y'all tune in. Today, we're going to talk about last night, Canelo Plant, Usman Covington 2, ASU whooping on USC, Suns coming back uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Some good sports happened yesterday. Um... And, of course, we got week nine coming for us. Um, can't wait. Again, Nacho in the box. But first, like always, that intro. What about tomorrow? Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us. We don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. You gotta run the ball. Barkley off the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh my goodness. Break the tackle. Gonna take it to the house. 92 yards. Tying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. Tyreek Hill winds up in the backfield. The ball pops free and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you got to pressure the passer. Went tags in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. 
and the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Me, but do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we're going 16-0, huh? 16-0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You know, you know, we just drafted the Messiah. Messiah. Kobe, the one and only, Shakes Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary, binary, whatever the hell, welcome. Week 9, NFL, pre-game show, the shakedown. This is what we're going to talk about today, week 9. Talk about the matchups, talk about everything. We will talk about your New York Giants taking on the Oakland Raiders in the sad situation, which we will not talk about today. Strictly football today. No off-the-field issues, no none of that. Strictly football X's and O's talk about who's winning, who's losing, who we got. We got any parlays? We got any unders, overs you want to talk about? You got anything crazy? Let's get get into it. But first, let's get into yesterday. Yesterday was a sports day. I mean, now, if you're someone from Arizona, you had to wait until pretty much the end of the night when your team, ASU most likely, if you're from here, uh, played during the two biggest fights of the night. It, it was kind of amazing to me, um, but that is the way of the sports world. Um, however, uh, UFC and boxing doing their thing again and waiting. Um, we get to see the main event of Canelo and Caleb Plant uh, for the Undisputed Unified 168 titles. Uh, and then, of course, UFC being the goats that they are, they wait until that's over, and then they start their match uh, with Usman um, Covington right after that. So that was fun to watch. Uh, again, uh, we won't get too far into it, too much into it, um, but 914-205-5796 is the number to call. You can push one. We could talk about yesterday. We could talk about the sports world. We could talk about losses and upsets if you want, but we're going to try to move on to the NFL world. I wanted to touch on the two fights yesterday, though. Um, we saw a masterful, masterful masterpiece, um, pieces you could call, uh, body pieces. Um, th- to me, it, it was uh, the inability for Caleb Plant to put power behind punches because I think if there was any sort of power, uh, he would have probably uh, TKO'd, if not uh 
made Canelo uh, totally, totally get out of his game plan. Um, but I think we all know the phrase, what happens? Everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. However, Canelo got punched in the face several times in those first few rounds, uh, felt no power, felt no real danger, and continued to step forward, push away, body shot, body shot. Um, a little bit of, uh, you know, gamesmanship going on uh between the fighters and and how they were getting things done but uh man it was a it was an excellent excellent fight last night uh watching Canelo watching um uh watching Canelo and Plant it, it was it was just awesome to watch you get to see um Plant I mean the game plan was there uh he Philly Shell he jabbed he got pressure he put he, you know he put it on him however there was just no power uh and that that in that enticed Canelo uh, to continue to do his game plan because after he did get punched in the face, there was nothing to worry about. And it was just moving forward, body shots, um, left to the face. Uh, the right arm of, of, of plant drops down because of the body shots, like most uh, other fights with Canelo. And then he gets the knockout late there. Um, you get to those late rounds. I, it, it's a smooth left hook to the temple uh, and, and it's over. Uh, and then, of course, knocked down, and then he can't he can't recover from that. So, uh, an amazing fight there. Canelo getting all the belts, the first ever uh, Mexican born, and the first ever 168 to have every single belt. Uh, pretty cool. Um, uh, I think we're seeing uh, one of the greatest boxers of all time uh, to be able to unify uh, belts like that. It isn't done a lot. I think it's the sixth person ever all time to unify any division to get every single belt. Um, so it, it's it's not easy. Um, I mean, I say it's not easy, but Jermaine Taylor did it against Bernard Hopkins, uh, but he wins every single belt at one time, uh, unlike the others who had to win multiple belts in multiple fights. Uh, so that, that, that's interesting in and of itself. And then, of course, you move on to Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington, too. Those two, the, the heated uh, discussions from the first fight, um, the way Kobe likes to put the persona on, the way he likes to take take heave and 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 be the bad guy, uh, which I don't disagree with. It's great for that sport. It's great for him. Um, he is actually a great fighter, so it works in his advantage. We all know the story. Um, he's told that if he doesn't do anything uh, to wow the UFC. Uh, upper management he will be let go uh right after a, a pay-per-view that he is on he goes out and he puts on the persona he's now a trumper he's now a, uh you know usa above all and then we, we know what he is now which you know you, you couple that with the great fighting skill that he has and he's gotten some wins got a chance to go get a title uh from from uzman but Usman proving again that he is just an elite fighter at all facets of the game. All takedowns, I think, were blocked uh, by Usman. And then, you know, we saw the punches. There was some. um, I would like to see Usman control himself a little more. Uh, He gets the knockdowns, and then he goes a little crazy. Um, But that's just the UFC uh, and the way that they fight. Um, So, again, last night, yesterday, some some good games. Um, And as I started, you know, Good at good college games, um, some good basketball games going on, and then of course you had the fights there at the end. Uh, and then again, if you're an Arizona native, um, you watched ASU beat USC. Suns come back from a 12 point deficit in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then of course, if you're, you know, uh, living the life of, uh, you know, listening to mariachis every other night like myself, Canelo won, and then Usman won 
which was a great which was a great fight anyway. So it was a great night. I hope everyone won some bets. Um, we do have, I believe, E, the chosen one, with us. I'm, I'm, I may be mistaken. No, brother, no mistakes at all, man. Happy game day Sunday. Um, I want to apologize to my fans first and foremost for Friday, but it was a family moment that I could not miss. I know you guys understand that. I continuously bring you hot shows on a Friday where we enjoy each other's company and talk about things. But today I'm here helping out with our show, making it happen. We're gonna get a we're gonna have a good show rolling. I want to first talk about that fight. I was so impressed by Canelo last night. He made me an all-out fan. I was never a Canelo Alvarez fan, and I need the people to know this. I was never against him. Of course, he fought my the greatest fighter of all time in the history of boxing with no with no blemishes on his record, and uh, he could have been that spot, and everybody thought he was going to be that spot. Of course, I'm talking about the magnificent, the multifaceted, money-making Mayweather, who, of course, beat Canelo. And it was not as close as people thought it was going to be at all either. But we're not talking about the Magnificent. We're talking about the second best fighter that I've ever seen in his weight class. I don't want to go old school. I just want to keep it rolling so I can give him his flowers while he's here. A fight, brother. Even though Canelo did what he had to do, it was because of his opponent. It was because of the unification. It was because of the, the, the beef that they had and the way that they were beefing, right? I, I didn't expect Glant to just get ding-ripped like that, but we'll talk about the fight in detail in a second. I just want to get back to Canelo. That's how impressed I am. I've never come on these airwaves before and spoken about a fighter like this except for Magnificent, but we're not talking about him right now. So, again, shout-outs to Canelo. Shout-outs to coming in shape, in mental shape. People forget how many years this man has been boxing. He has kept himself in dynamic form to come out there and put a performance on the way he gave us last night and did what he had to do. So last night, man, overly impressed, blessed with something that we probably will never see again unification in the middleweight um the, the light middleweight class the super super middleweight class and um light heavyweight division he is just the man right now and i i loved every minute of it man shout outs to plant for making that happen because the promo was was great on that fight doing what they were doing and that was a real beef if you ever want to see two people in boxing have beef, that's beef. Don't look at that Wilder Fury. You don't need that. You need that Canelo plant. That's how you hate somebody for real for as long as it takes before y'all get in the ring. You can see it in their faces. You can see it at the announcing. You can see it in the pre-fight. You can see it in the weigh-ins. You can see it in everything that was taking place, man. So, yes. I was very, very impressed last night. I was very, very happy last night. And obviously, you guys can hear it in my voice today and in the way I'm describing this. So, 
I just wanted to say that, brother, get that out there because I've been sitting on that information and actually having small little dreams. I actually had a dream that I was boxing. Involved I was. Yeah, I said it. I had a dream I was boxing. That's how involved I was. So um, shout-outs again to Canelo, man, and um, hell of a fight. What's going on, brother? Happy game day Sunday, and uh, I'm here. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We also joined by Shakes Montana. Shakes, yesterday, did you watch any of the fights? Did you want to talk about them before we hop into the week nine action? Anything? Uh, I'm sure you maybe caught something or maybe heard something. Did you want to talk about them? Or we could just move right on to these football games. There was some interesting basketball games and, of course, college football. I saw the chat lighting up yesterday about uh, a bunch of uh, birth certificates being put in. So, um I'm sure you guys watched some some college games. Anything you want <laughs> yeah. to talk about from yesterday? Yeah, that happens in the chat a lot. Peace, God. Peace, God. Um, happy game day, everybody. What's going on? You can't stop the happy game. Day. Day. Rain, bro. Can't, yo. Know, when it starts to yo, pull. Yo, you know what I mean that I sent you? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah, of you flick me? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, they they going crazy with that shit, bro. They going crazy in there, bro. But, um, yeah, man, um, no, I ain't see the fight. Um, and he had asked me about it, but I was all over the place. I ain't even get that text too this morning. I was like, what the fuck? No, I ain't see that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know what I mean? No, I ain't catch it. All right, so, Shakes, real quick, even though you didn't see the fight, right? I want to give you one of the premises of beef that led up to the fight. So just say you, Shakes Montana Manon, coming in weighing at 163 pounds and the super light middleweight heavyweight champion of the world, and here you go fighting the uh, – you came to a catch weight. So you was like, you know what, I'm not in this dude weight class, but you know what, I'm going to get to his weight class because I hate him that much. I'm going to beat him up in his weight class to take his belt from him. And the dude comes in in the press conference, right, and is like, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. You ain't beating nobody up, you bitch ass, nigga. I hate you. I hate your whole situation that you got going on, and I want to fuck your wife and your kids. That's serious. You're like, what? You want to do what, fam? And you slap him in the, in the, in the regular face-off. Like, y'all talking regular, and you slap him. Like, yo, wait till we see each other September, whatever, or November, you know, November 5th, because it's on. And every time, y'all can't stand next to each other or do any more interviews or promotion because it's, it's going to be that serious because it's that personal. And you finally get to him live in front of all the millions and you knock him out and unify all the belts and the weight classes undisputed after boxing for damn near 20 years. Just think how great that feels, bro. He undefeated too. He comes in undefeated against you. He could become the next you in the mind of boxing. But you ain't trying to hear that, cause he can't stop the rain. Stop the rain when it starts to pull. 
He cannot stop the rain. <laughs> he put it on him, bro. <laughs> what? That's all. I just wanted you to have that picture of being that great. You know what I mean? Except the magnificent, you are top five dead or alive, bro. In boxing, in my mind. And I wanted to ask Nacho that too before we got off of boxing because you know how big of a boxing fan I am. Everybody knows that. Is he top five in your mind, Nacho, in his weight class of all time? I just want to see what your thoughts are. I just noticed that crackling is coming from you, though. I don't know if you could fix it. Nah, that's me moving on something. The crackling is probably me moving on the bed. But, yeah, that don't don't come from me, brother. Why? Yeah, I just picked the phone up. Bad bed. Pause. (laughs) Wanted to clear that up. You see how quick I cleared that up? No, I am not the popcorn man, ladies and gentlemen. So, you ask me um, top yeah. five uh, weight class. Uh, I think he's top five all time because uh, he's not restricted to one weight class. He's gone from That's one. I love you. He's gone from like one forty forty eight to one fifty four, one sixty now up to one sixty eight, and he's been at his beautiful weight class of one sixty to one sixty eight. He's not killing himself to drop down to one fifty four to fight smaller guys that are faster and quicker than him. He's not killing himself to get down to one forty. Uh, like he was early in his career. I mean, the guy walks around at 170. Now, again, he wasn't doing that his whole life, but um, it is what it is, man. Um, The guy was um, touted as being the next best thing, Um, goes out and picks fights that nobody said he should pick. He shouldn't have fight Triple G twice. Um, Other fighters in history would have never chose to fight someone that dangerous twice. Uh, He did. Um, Some say he won both. did they fight three times? I thought it was just twice. Yeah, I think they fought. I'm, I'm thinking that they fought three times, bro. I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. I know my mind may be playing tricks on me because it's early in the morning after a work overnight work night. But I think they fought three times, man. But guys, I don't want to mess up. Yeah, the, no. The, uh, they, they, they haven't fought three. Um, you might be mixing that up with the other big fight, which was Fury Wilder, which did go three. Um, Canelo Triple G was only two fights. It was a draw, and then okay. Canelo won one. Um, you know what I'm? They you know what it is? No, no, no. I remember them discussing the third, but it mm-hmm. never happened. Yes, every time they got out there, Triple G was losing. I think he lost another fight after that. Um, yeah, so pretty much every time it just got farther and farther away. They just they just didn't do it. Yeah. Triple G went out there actually really, started yeah. picking up fights and wins, and then they, nobody wanted to see it again. So uh, maybe it might happen, but now that he's already out of 160 and up to 168, probably going to 170s, that's Canelo. Um, Triple G's not moving from that 160 spot um, just because that's his, that's his spot. He's found his weight class, and he's not moving. Uh, so that's how it'll be. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's definitely top five of all time. Probably put him at number five. Um, you can argue to be better, mm. but, uh, the, the man's just really up there. Like he, 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 the, the record speaks for itself. Uh, you, you know, one loss, two ties. He got 
the first tie early, early in his career. Uh, the second tie was Triple G. Um, you know, you can't avenge the loss if the guy's too scared to fight you a second time. So, you you know, he doesn't do that. Um, and it's just you, you go out and you continue to, to keep moving and pushing and fighting uh, fighters. Now, uh, people have been saying he's fighting tomato cans and, and this and that. Amir Khan, I think, was the only fight that I looked at as someone who was out of his class and out of his weight class. Um, Amir Khan, just a smaller guy, and, and we saw what happened. Um, Kirkland, definitely nowhere near the level. We saw what happened there. But after that, he's been fighting great fighters. I think the issue is they're trying to find someone to put up against him that can do the things that a plant can do, that can do the things that um, the last couple of fighters are able to do, which is punch him in the face early. The problem with that is, is he walks right through him. He feels the no power for about four rounds, and he goes, all right, now you're losing your power. Because like everyone else does, I even, and speaking about himself, he loses power throughout the fight too. It's just when you're starting with a greater starting point, you know, you losing 15% of power and your opponent losing 15% of power is a drastic difference when he fights these guys. So to me, that's the that's the turning point. Uh, you get to a point where um, you, you get to a point in a fight where he's already felt your, your, your strongest punch to the face or to the body. Uh, and he's continued to move forward. Uh, and his punches, as like I said, they do get, I wouldn't say lighter, uh, but they're nowhere near as getting light as you think they would. Um, it's just a, it's just a strong punch throughout the entire fight, and he knocks guys out late, late because he's delivering thunderous blows to the body for a good six rounds while enduring getting punched in the face. Sometimes he does move. It's not as if he's continually getting punched, but he's gonna get caught, and when he does. It uh, doesn't seem to bother him. Last night at the beginning, it did seem to bother him. He was getting frustrated. Um, he was he was getting a little off his mark. And it, and to me, Plant won the first few rounds pretty easily by utilizing the jab and using the Philly shell and getting out of the way. However, he was up against that one time, and now he knows what to do. Just because you're punching right. me in the face doesn't mean I need to stop. I'm going to continue to do this. You can't hit me hard enough to make me pause so he continues to move forward, does his thing, knocks him out in the 11th, uh, and now we'll see what he does next. Um, to me, there's not much left to prove. Um, he's just now, now, from now on, he is the fighter people want to fight to make a name. Um, right. I, so I'm, I'm going to send you a screenshot that I sent to one of my boys who's a, as a boxing fan. Shout out to my boy, Ramel Williams last night, who was just so involved into the fight, he couldn't have a conversation with me. But we'll talk today, my brother. Shouts to Rock. Yo, I sent him a text that said, before seven, plant. After seven, Canelo. And yo, lo and behold, brother, in the 11th round, the rain, the thunder, and the lightning came. And it was... I'm just, I'm sorry. I, like, most times I give a, a bunch of detail-oriented conversation about fights, but I'm just impressed with this man's physical, you know what I'm saying, domination in a weight class where he's looking perfectly perfect, and God knows what would have happened if he just was starting in that weight class, right? Who, who knows? Like, we just, we always just wonder. But, man, for him to unify and for him to, do what he did in his career, and don't get me wrong, besides the magnificent, Canelo to me is just the most impressive. I mean, 
yo, man, to just go up and down and wait like that and train yourself like that and fight these guys who are lightning quick or lightning fast or they block big a little bit more heavy with a little bit more power. Like he's 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 proved himself, man. And I'm and I respect him. I respect his record, the losses, the wins. He's just yo. He's on the route Mount Rushmore of boxing in my life, bro. I'm just I'm just impressed. I'm really really impressed by this guy, man. Besides the magnificent, I'm impressed by this guy. Mm. So of, of course it is a it is a very impressive feat. You would only hope he took the magnificent route and chose the easiest fights throughout his career. He might still have zero, that. but we're not doing that. But that's, we're not doing but that. I knew the, you was going to try that. But, that's why I didn't even say the, nothing about him. Nope, we ain't doing that. I knew you was going to try it, but we're going to leave the magnificent alone. Okay. But that's the but that's the way that. of the world of hey. boxing. You can't you can't uh, you can't make people fight who they want to fight. Uh, Canelo's doing his Even thing. Canelo. Uh, I just enjoy after almost 10 years of them never even being in the conversation together, the excellence that has become Canelo still makes Mayweather fans yeah. have to speak about him. Yeah. So, um, you well, know, it, it, yeah, and as we, we switch gears, and as we switch yes, as we switch gears, you understand why yeah, Giants fans will pump up Tom Brady uh, because it makes their quarterback look better, as we see. Moving on oh, to the man. next and go yeah, to the yeah, NFL. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we will. Be for me, I'm pumped by Brady. I'm kind of a hater. He always not so safe trying to put the egg on the egg out of the army. So as we move on from Canelo and the Marachis that were playing until 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., I think there's still mariachis playing right now. Um, that was a great night for the Mexican culture, the very first Mexican undisputed 168 ever at that weight class champion. Um, you know, again, undisputed is undisputed. Not very many people have been able to get every single belt in a weight class, um, but that man did. Moving on. Week nine, yeah, pregame, NFL. Here we go, big storylines, before we get into the big game that everyone really, really wants to talk about. Um, it looks like we have, the, the obviously, the big news is uh, from the week, OBJ not playing for the Browns today, being probably, or being released, uh, going to hit the waiver wire tomorrow. Uh, so that is interesting. On a side note, Justin Jefferson warming up in the Vikings game, wearing a free OBJ sweater. So those things, um, again, I did preface this by saying we weren't going to talk about off-the-field issues, and there I go starting with off-the-field issues. X's and O's only today, gentlemen. We will try to keep it as, as little of off-the-field as we can, get into winners and losers and things of that nature. Um, I'm trying to pull up the uh, something real quick. Just give me one second, gentlemen. Um, but as I do, is one that came across the wire um, we will start with that game first and foremost just because it came across the wire, and I know it, and it's a game that we'll probably spend very little time on. Houston-Miami, two one-and-seven teams. Uh, Miami not playing to a tongue of our lower tonight. Uh, today, sorry, Joe, Jacoby Brissett getting the start uh, against Houston, who I believe, do they have Tyrod Taylor back this week? I think so. I'm not 100% positive. I'm checking that right now. Um, but as I am checking that, 
We will start with E, the chosen one. Your thoughts on this game? Again, it should probably be quick. Two one and seven teams, uh, although we did think one of them might be better than that in the Miami Dolphins. Um, but we here we are. Week nine, two one and seven teams, two bad teams it looks like, one losing their quarterback and Tua and the other just not having anyone unless Tyrod's back, which I'm looking up. Your thoughts on this game? Um, my thoughts on this game is let's go to it. I have you in fantasy. You're playing against a bad team. This is a get-right game for you. Doesn't really matter where you go. I really don't care. I just need the points from you for fantasy to make myself um, happy. It's personal. Two, two, two is that's out. It. Two is out. Oh, that's, you know what? That's even greater because I'm about to go right now and switch quarterbacks and get somebody <laughs> else at the bump. Bum wave wires, here we come. Seats for you guys yes. in a little while. It is. Tua has a Tua has a finger injury. Um, I yeah, believe. you know what? You can't even count on him to win a bum game against a bum team because he's a bum quarterback. <laughs> As I move it's to Shane, your can't thoughts on this on game. Kid. We'll move on real quick uh, from this. Again, two one and seven teams: Texans, Dolphins, Dolphins not having Tua, and it looks like it's going to be Mills again uh, for the Texans. Um, your thoughts on this game? Anything you want to talk about before we move on to the next one? Oh, the Bills? No, sh- no, uh, no. It's the Texans and the Dolphins playing today. Oh. Just a quick game. We're running over all the games real quick. Uh, uh, just a, <laughs> just a quick thing. So I can't stay healthy at all, man. But I'm so, still taking the Dolphins. It ain't changing. I'm just asking you a question. Is it fair to say your son is a bum stiggity? Is it fair? Is it uh, fair? Uh, wow. So you giving your kids passes like that? He, yo, this dude is, nah. You know what? You answer I got the question. A, I mean, like, I, I, I hear you, and, yeah, I mean, you got to go on the history of me. Yeah, you know I mean, I know right now you ain't emotional right now. Yeah, you know I mean, you like, man, this motherfucker, bomb man, can't stand. I get you. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all say the shit like y'all been saying the shit since he was in uh, Alabama. But um, see, the thing about me is I'm the same guy that still say that Ross is a beast. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a guy that says, um, you know, all these injury-prone motherfuckers. I'm like, as long as they, you know what I mean, when they on the field, they a beast. It's just when are they on the field? So, yeah, I mean, like, to me, it's the same thing with Tua. Like, when he's on the field, he wins, man. But when is he on the field? So I can't put the bum on him. The bum to me is a motherfucker that can't get it together when he's on the field. That's the bum to me. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I, um, sorry, I was the way I caught the tail end of that. I've, um, what? I, I, I caught the tail end of that, and I would say – I would say to that point, and and I'll I'll let Shakes answer what has he done in just a moment. Um, but I would say I'm with Shakes on that one. Just because you're Salmon Bones doesn't mean you're not good. Saquon Barkley is still good. OBJ is still good. There are players who are just Salmon Bones who are good players. They just are Salmon Bones. So I agree with him. Two is a good player. Uh, can he get it right? Can he get stay healthy? That's a different discussion for a different day. But. Um, I mean, it's there. You see it. It's in spurts. Can you consistently do it? Just like any other quarterback trying to get in the league. Um, but he definitely doesn't look like 
the guy that we thought he might be, the quintessential winner, 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 chicken dinner, winning a championship, and then taking this Miami team to a whole new level. Um, it makes you wonder maybe they should have kept Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, Shakes, to mm-hmm. E's question, what has he done? Do you have an answer to that or you want to move on? Man, just check his record, man. His personal own record is good. You know what I mean? The boy wins. That's all I got to say about that. Like, you can go ahead and you can have your own opinion on him, and I ain't going to knock you. But I have my own. <laughs> like I always say. So go ahead. <laughs> of course. And agree to disagree is something on this show we love. A game that I think intrigues everyone because they no longer have their star wide receiver that was traded from the New York Giants. The Cleveland Browns at 4-4 four and four going up against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. 5-3 and three coming off that Jets loss. Three points. Um, I'm going to start this off. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they show Baker Mayfield what it's like to actually have continuity and a relationship with any of your wide receivers. They go for a buck 50, and they win by seven-plus points. I got Cincinnati big in this game. Cleveland, they're reeling real bad. Baker Mayfield's dealing with the fact that half of his team and half of his city thinks he's a bad quarterback. Well, Cincinnati is 1,000% behind Joe Burrow and that man, monster, beast that is Jamar Chase. My gosh, Randy Moss numbers, and he's shitting on him. I love it. Jamar Chase is my dude. Talk about and it. I can't, Talk and I can't wait to kids, see bro. those two um, continue to flourish. My thing, the crow I will eat, is the faith that they had in their offensive line to get it together, the faith that they had in their offensive line coaching staff to get it right, it was just, and they did the damn thing. They did it unlike I thought they would. They did address it, but they also didn't waste picks or try to reach on players or try to pay over much for uh, overpay for offensive linemen. They had trust in their scouts, and it's just a great a team that is perennially bad all the time. Now has a quarterback, and they've got a guy in Jamar Chase who is better than A.J. Green ever was, and this is the type of thing that I think everyone loves to see. You get a guy who's better than Andy Dalton could ever be, and you get a guy who's better than A.J. Green can ever be, and that's not a knock on either of those guys. They're a great quarterback and a great wide receiver. These guys are just better, and I can't wait to see them actually win a playoff game. That would be fun. Hey, can so, I, can we'll I, can start I stop before and just say Sorry. something real quick? Um, yeah. Now, again – and this is going to be taken by Giant fans as I'm trying to attack, but I'm not. I'm not trying to attack, but I'm trying to point out what I see, and, and it's not good. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, I believe my quarterback, our quarterback, has shown that he is a good quarterback in this league. Problem, I still have a few problems with it, and one of the problems that I have is I look at Herbert, I look at Burrow, and the same shit that you say, same shit that you say, oh, the offensive line, or oh, offensive line, uh, that was a question mark, and I don't know how, you know. But you see how these quarterbacks overcome that. You know what I'm saying? Don't and do I'm that. like, do why that, didn't my quarterback overcome <laughs> this poor-ass offensive line? But, you know, I'm not yes, trying yes. to pop. I, I got I got I got a, I got a, I got a definite answer for that. Okay. I got a definite answer for that. They also have better running games. 
and they also have better skill position players at the wide receiver who's healthy. These dudes been healthy to help them out, bro. They got good skill position. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, yo, doing their thing. Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah, but but again, he had he had those at the beginning of the season, and we all, and, and I'm not the only one that went on the offensive line thing. It was a big topic among everyone, national, regional, whoever you want to talk about. They feared, we all feared, that they were not going to be able to have time to get Jamar Chase the football to see those amazing things. Now, they have played above what their expectations exactly. were. Exactly. They played now, above expectations. Again, again, I understand I understand. Joe Burrow has made plays outside the pocket. He's been able to overcome some of the deficiencies of the offensive line that are there because there are obviously some there. But their, their expectation was bottom 10. They are top 15 offensive line in the NFL. Now, Come on again, now. Are Come you on. happy because you Come win on or you win because you're happy? Are they good because they have a run game or do they have a run game because they're good? That is the question that will obviously be until the end of time. Chicken or the egg? What came first? My biggest thing is And you preach right. it and, and yeah, I mean, he catching the Holy Coast with it. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, right? Like the same shit that you just said with the motherfucking offensive line, right? All right. It was motherfucking a question mark. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But these quarterbacks overcame that. You know what I'm saying? Now, the one thing that you said was that the organization put the trust in their scouting that, okay, I'm not going to overpay. I'm not going to motherfucking shift and move all around. I'm just going to motherfucking improve my offensive line just the way I can do it. Now, the Giants did it in a similar way. They said, well, we're going to go with the motherfuckers that we invested in. But it went the mm-hmm. other way instead of the way that Cincinnati went. So, yeah, I mean, they did the same thing, but theirs worked. Ours didn't. So my thing is, like, we all saying this quarterback, yeah. these quarterbacks overcame this shit. Why didn't my quarterback overcome this shit? Is my thing. Again, you also have to look at um, the the biggest thing that I will talk about, and we can talk about the quarterbacks because they are going to get the 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 heap of everything, whether it's good, whether it's bad, however that turns out to be. the 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 interesting thing about this, I believe, is that they have not only played out of their means, but they it's a it's a perfect storm in the fact that. Not only is the offense makeshift, not makeshift, but believed in and that they're scheming it up right. They have an offensive coordinator that is putting people and doing things in the right position. They also have a quarterback for whatever reason. Let's not diminish the fact that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow played together for, what, yo, a full yo, year? Yo, I swear and, you're and, and, my thoughts, and, bro. Good. And, and and I just I just would like to reiterate that like if Daniel Jones had the ability to play with a wide receiver in college who happened to be a top five talent in and of himself in the draft and then you guys went out and drafted him I would anticipate this same thing going on I we anticipated those two being a cohesive unit 
Now, we didn't anticipate... Can I please just jump in because you're going to take everything that I want to say. But I'm, do I'm your thing because i got to check on these kids, too. So do your right. thing. <laughs> Yo, I would, I'm going to leave off the notion of what he just said about top five wide receiver and number one drafted quarterback. That, that, that right there alone in itself helps you overcome bad offensive line play because you're, a, you're in sync to the point where it's ridiculous. I just left you. I just left you. We played together for three years. I just left you, and you, I'm back seeing you in my face again. I know everything about you. We grew up from children to adults together. Like, what greatest gift could I not get to help compensate for a line that they thought were going to be where we all thought that they were and get him hurt again? Everybody thought that choosing Jamar Chase was the wrong thing to do in Cincinnati because look at that boy leg looking like a chicken wing thing when he got hit. Should have chose an offensive lineman. Guess what? That offensive line took the, took the step shakes that you wanted us to take. The steps that you thought our line was going to take, and don't get me wrong, I am not talking in a negative way to you because you cannot possibly dictate or predict the fact that we were going to get hurt in every position across the offensive line. So I cannot say, Shakes, you was bugging, thinking this, that, and the third, regardless of how we felt about not taking players in the offensive line, thinking this was the year we get it Shakes, right. you give me that mulligan. I do. I do appreciate that. Go ahead. You feel, because that's real. How you, how you going to say that? How you going to be like, yo, listen, we're going to be top five. This line is going to improve. And guess what? We all gonna get hurt, and we gonna have seven different line formations for seven weeks. Come on, bro. That that's you say something like that, and it happens. I will never question anything outside of <laughs> yo, come on. Yeah, yo, yo, what? I'm asking you for lottery numbers every day. Yo, shake with the five. Give me the five, cause I need to play the pick five every day. Mega Millions, here I come. We about to take off. All of us. As a matter of fact, we all gonna share the Mega Millions. Because that's how we getting down. What? Yo, so, so just to keep going, now when you look at the other quarterbacks, his offensive line is also now improved. Remember what the Chargers' offensive line was last year? Offensive. They was 31 while we were 32. Look where his line is playing right now. If I'm not mistaken, the offensive line for the Chargers is also in the top 20. It's the improving of the lines because they got a chance to play together in a horrible season like how we complained about, but they're back together again in sync, stronger, working out, camaraderie, and they feeding off each other. They're doing what we couldn't do, Shakes, because of the injuries. That's all it is. I'm not saying anything more crazy than that. I don't need to get into the wide receivers. I don't need to get into the run game, which is ten times better than ours. Let's talk about it. Eckla and Joe Mixon ain't even in the same conversation as Devin Booker. He can't be talked about in a conversation with Austin Eckla and Joe Mixon. There's nothing to talk about. So he has that going. They have those guys going for them as well as these guys on the outside to throw the ball to that's just playing out of their minds right now. Tyler Boyd is feeding off um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are feeding off of that Jamar Chase love, and they're eating. They're eating. 
We can't even keep a healthy wide receiver. Week to week to week to week to week, we don't know who's going to be in there getting the ball thrown to them. And that is a real thing, brother. So I wasn't here to even go against you. I was just giving the information on why he can't overcome what you asked about, which it was only offensive you know, lines. You know, I, I mean, I, asked, I was generally right. asking a question. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that's really on my mind. I got you know it. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, everybody come on with the vitriol, so asking a question, you know, you just want to make sure you answer it without having to argue about something that's so, you know, minute, my brother. You feel me? But that's the reason why. Those are the reasons why, man. If your prediction would have came out the way it should have, and it was, don't get it twisted, for the first two weeks, your prediction was right on. Because Andrew Thomas was playing lights out. Let's get it out there. We are not going to take nothing from nobody. And then he goes down, the fat boys break up, and here we go. Scurr us. Man, we couldn't really overcome that, though. You know what I mean? Like, we probably could overcome the Lemieux and, you know what I mean, all yeah. that other shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, even uh, the, the gate shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could overcome all that. But, you know what I mean? When you took motherfucking Thomas and then Purdy having, you know what I mean, a... Uh, uh, unhealthy year, you know, he's up and down with his health. I mean, not even um, performance-wise. I, I ain't really see him be that bad when he is out on the field, but... Yeah, he's um, not. He's our best lineman, they say. Uh, yeah, but um, just not out there like that, and then Nate Solder getting his ass beat, and then, um, yeah, it, it's just it, it's a trickle-down effect. You know? it's crazy. Couldn't overcome right. that, Thomas. Could not. Could and not. I was telling you... Thomas was going to play on the Pro Bowl level this year, and he was, man. And, bro, let me tell you something. You ain't never lie. I ain't never miss nobody so much. Every time I look when they say the starting lineup and the offensive line come up, I close my eyes because I don't want to see him missing. I don't want to see it. As soon as it be like offensive line starters today, I just close my eyes and turn my head because I never thought I was going to be that hurt. Missing this kid. Because I, I killed him. I yeah, yo, him. Yo, yo, you was killing me for fucking defending him. I'm like, bro, he going to have I mean, a Pro Bowl type up season. 11 you know what I'm saying? You can say that. No, I don't know how you can say that, yo. I'm like, I'm telling you. 11 sacks in the most pressure? Like, wait a minute. He's going to have a Pro Bowl type season, man. But then you bring in the dudes that gave up the second and third most pressures after him. And now we see why Cincinnati cut and Baltimore cut. They played a game and a half, and they hurt. Then we bring in the dudes who are fifth and sixth in pressure. Like, it, it just got bad for them, man. It got bad for them, and it's just, tough. it's just tough to overcome. You know he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL in the last three years with 101, right? Yeah, most pressure quarterback, most stack quarterback, most least time in the pocket, least time per play. He's he has all the numbers of needing help. Yeah, motherfucker. Like a yeah. motherfucker. Yep. What you gonna call it? 
niggas really quit and can't man shit like you know what yo son retired <laughs> i retired retired <laughs> can't do retired it. they they retired like i'm out of here for the rest of my life like i don't want to play in the nfl no more i don't want to check i don't want fans i don't want stadiums i don't want the best foods i don't want the best doctors i don't want free workouts i don't want nothing i'm going home And that's my thing. See, that's, you know, and even though, right, right, and I'm still on this, you know what I mean, I'm not off of it, I still feel like it was um, great what he did in the draft, moving up and down, the same shit. I was telling y'all through the draft, I'm like, this is what he's going to do, y'all. And he was doing it, and I, and I was agreeing with that. But the thing that I didn't agree with, and which I said back then, I'm like, bro, he didn't, he didn't finish the line. But when I'm guessing and what he was, what they were saying, what he was saying is, look, man, I'm looking at it like, yo, we invested all this shit in this damn line. These motherfuckers need to step up. I get that. But my thing is where you go wrong, what you're doing all that, right, is you 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 putting all your, your chips in the one, you know what I mean, one thing, you know what I mean, and... You have to stack the deck, you know what I'm saying? When you are a GM of a national football team, and especially the New York football Giants who has history, who has four trophies in that motherfucking uh, case there that you got to look at every fucking day, you know what I'm saying? This is a winning organization, so you can't come in with the bullshit. And, you know what I mean, to sit there... And just say, all right, I'm just going to put my chips all in this one deck instead of stacking it and making sure that this shit is it's going to motherfucking be fixed. It ain't no we're going to rely on this motherfucker to step up and rely on. No, no. This shit has to be fixed. And that's not the mantra that they came in with. They came in with this year. They came in with, we invested all these shits on these offensive linemen all these years. Let him work out now. And now we see the damage and when you do all that. So, we do we got Yo. Dan C. and Campbell with us, too. What's going on? You Peace ain't never lie, brother. And um, let me tell you this. When, when you have this type of situation, the effects of it simply stay the same, Shakes. Until you go all out, push all your chips on the table, and do something radical, like draft five offensive linemen in a draft, and people say, wait a minute, they spent all their draft picks on linemen? And you say, this is why. Because it's a absolute improvement to the next year from the year previous and it puts you in at least the top 20 and gives you a chance to say look they improved from 32 to 19 just in a year because of the way that they did this and I'm trying to think if I'm not mistaken I think it was what team did that where they drafted like 
three-fourths of their entire draft was just offensive linemen. If I'm not mistaken, I think it is Indianapolis. Right. That's what I'm saying. Look how it has worked out for them, man. Look at how it has worked out for them. And and that's what the, that's what we have to do. Yes, it's a copycat league. Yes, so what? We bite him. So what? But that's what we got to do. We got to add four linemen to Andrew Thomas or three linemen to Andrew Thomas and Perth and let that and let that happen. That's the only way I'm going to be happy about us getting a new quarterback because he's going to come in with not the same issues as the great Eli Manning and the dwindling Daniel Jones. Dan C., what's up, brother? Happy Sunday. Hey, guys. What's up? Game day. Game day. I hate, I hate this time change, man. Oh, that should be the fuck off because my phone, um, the landline phone that I'm on, it's saying one o'clock. I got scared and shit. Like, oh wait a minute, wait wait wait. <laughs> the game, the game on. <laughs> then I looked at my laptop and I just said, I'm like, ah, ooh yeah, it scared me for a second. Oh, know, it's wait, like wait. like I'm waiting forever right now. I'm kind of happy, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready, I got to get my my faculties together here, man. I got you. Well, what are you guys talking about? I mean, I hear, I hear the I hear we're discussing Giants turmoil. I'm gonna let it be right there. I don't really got much to add or say about it. It's just sad, sad times, bro. Sad times. Um, yeah, uh, I think we were just having just a discussion. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I think that's what led to the shit. Because um, we were talking about why, uh, well, I asked the question of why did, um, why does Joe Burrow and Herbert overcome what they overcame and not Daniel Jones? You know what I'm saying? And, um, and it led us to uh, talk about the offensive line, and that's where we at now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to me, Herbert's more talented than Daniel Jones. He has right. a more talented team around him at the at this point, and he's kind of struggling right now. So we'll see how that pans out. But just looking at raw ability, it looks like he's a better talent. Plus, he's He's not as far along in his career. So right now the problem with Daniel Jones, to me, is we're in year three, and I and I see I don't see much more. I feel like I'm still giving him the same excuses and defending him or having to defend him if I want to uh, as much as I did the first time around. I don't really see too much progress. And then the same could be said that I don't see too much progress around him as well. And, I mean, that just comes down to really the bottom line is the whole organization needs to change. And we can't change the owner, but, I mean, it's just that's the whole problem to me, the philosophy of the team. We're in the dumpster because they're stubborn. They don't see the league changing around them. They don't see that it's a throw-first league. They think that you're going to win with hog mollies and this and that, which – 
isn't the case anymore. And they can't really pick good old linemen. You know? They got Andrew Thomas. Good. That was good. And that was a, that was a deep O-line draft. So And we had first crack at it. And we were kind of scared. We made the wrong pick for a little bit. But he came around. Now he's injured, which is unfortunate. And you expect to happen, especially in the trenches there. But they can't really pick good old linemen deep, honestly. I mean, we got DG who picked two first-round running backs, CMC and, and Saquon. So we're just ass backwards right now, and it's going to take a long time to get out of it. The way I see it. I don't you know what, though, Dan? I want to yeah. stay on one of your comments, if that's okay. And I would like course, for that yeah. comment to go over to Shakes because I want to call him the most critical of Daniel Jones. I want to call him that because that's just how he feels about a guy. And I need to know, even in the turmoil, right, even with the situation in Dwindling Dan, and no pun intended, of course, not for our beloved Dan C. We're talking about Dan J. Dan J. Um, no, no, I got you. What have you seen, though? Like, because you say he's your quarterback. You say he's your quarterback. Even in the abysmal team around him, what have you seen him at least put forth to make you say, you know what, we might have something, if there's something. We might have something. No, nah, I'm at the point right now I, I don't say that anymore. I don't, I don't see it. There's flashes of talent, but he doesn't give me any sort of confidence that he can go out there and take the team under his wings and win the game. And that's what you need from a quarterback. You need the, the team in the huddle to believe that he could do that. If I don't believe it on the couch, there ain't no way these professional athletes in there believe it. And, of course, they're going to have his back. I'm not saying they're going to throw him under the bus. But, like, that Kansas City game, whether the line was bad or we got the wrong play call in, it doesn't matter. This is going to go to what Shakes has been saying uh, for the last couple of years. But then we, but he needs to change it. If he's good, he gets the play call. He sees the coverage. He sees the blitz. He's got a call to protection. He's got a call to escape the the escape route of the, the the halfback in the flat or whatever it is. And I sat on the couch and knew there's there's a zero point zero percent chance this guy is going to win this game. And he only had to get us in the field goal range. And that is solely on him. Yeah, he got sacked. Yeah, he got rushed and blitzed. Even on the last play, he fumbled forward, and the lineman almost picked it up like he could run and advance a fumble forward. You can't. But yeah, he doesn't show the intangibles that he can take this team on his back when he has to. So, yeah, he throws a good ball. Okay. Uh, he, go I, I just got to ask. No, I know. I'm not I'm not going to talk about that sequence in the game. Okay. We all know what was going on in that game with issues. And I said it in the chat. I don't know if you read it or not, Dan, but I said it in the chat. Before he even got the ball back, I said in the chat, Daniel Jones is going to get the ball back, and people are going to kill him for not being able to score or kick a field goal because he's at a disadvantage one tonight 
with his coach was a disadvantage. His line's always a disadvantage. Sterling Shepard gets hurt in that game. I said he's at a disadvantage and he doesn't have enough like anybody else in this league would. And he's going to get killed for it because they're going to say he's not the guy because I don't know any of the guys that would have possibly got us to field goal range with that, going into that, with no timeouts and nothing. And then you against your coach is the one killing you. Your coach is hurting you. So it's, it's kind of psychologically twisted and physically just, it's just weird to me. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it words because I've never seen it before. I just want everybody to know that this is the first time I've ever seen that in my life. Like Joe Judge, um, Joe Judge is coaching. I've never seen it before. So, so like for me to be this age. Many, yeah. I was just gonna say how many times though, like we keep making excuses for the kid, so the line sucks. And, so and that's injuries. the thing we like, we're not making. I can't keep excuses. doing it. And, and, I, and you know what? I love that, Dan, because that's the one thing we didn't do this season. We didn't make no excuses for him. For him. We, when he messed up, we wanted him out of there. But he put us in a position where he made us feel like, I don't need to be out of here. I just need anything that a normal NFL quarterback has for success. He doesn't need a perfect anything because for three years he's been playing with the most imperfect situation of any guy that we know. He's been doing this with nothing. So we can only – so we've never seen him with anything. That also is to, like, get an NFL quarterback's credit. Like, I'm not talking Daniel Jones. I'm talking anybody. We haven't seen him with anything. Give him an OBJ think, and the way he was playing with Eli Manning, and I'd be like, nope, got a dynamic but, receiver. I ain't trying to hear that. Like, I heard you guys earlier talking about Burrow and the Bengals. Let's say we put Burrow on the Giants and Daniel Jones on the Bengals. I think Burrow elevates this team. And See, I think and you can't, and Jones, this is what I love, man. And, and Daniel Jones what I finds love. ways to lose to those games with the Bengals. I'm, and, and I'm sorry to jump in. Him, dude. And that's what but, it is. See, it's psychological. It's psychological, just like how people. His, and let me tell you, his it's his psychology. People wrote, though, people wrote Eli Manning off. Listen to me, brother. Oh, I'm telling oh, you, man, they killed this man. I, I punched a man in the face. God forgive me. I punched a man physically in his face because he got me so frustrated with talking about Eli Manning. I just couldn't take it no more. Now, now, mind you, this was 15, 16 years ago. I was not the same man that I am today. Thank you, Lord. You're talking I was 30 years old. I punched a man. Peace, God. Peace, God. Looks like a peace, yeah. God. I don't call <laughs> it a, but it looked like I ain't going to get an introduction. I was on two I was for about I was waiting for E to shut yeah, the fuck up. And yeah, shit, but I don't think I'm going to That's why I interrupted, because I really want to keep this conversation before it dies. Yeah. You know, I know, I know, I know, I'm not gonna be one in this conversation, but I got to put my two cents in when I get a chance. So, oh, geez, we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to, yeah, we're not uh, going to. Let, not let, allow let's you get back to get on track, in, gentlemen. I'm sorry, I had to uh, deal with some kids and, and get ready, get ready for the Sunday. But nine one four two zero five five seven nine six is the number to call, and he did call it. He did press the number one. OG Steve is with us. The conversation is rolling. We're talking about Daniel Jones' inability to win games. Is it all on him? Is it all on the team? OG Steve, the floor is yours. Can I just 
20 minutes or less. Listen, you can get it as much time I mean, as you I'm want. Sure you can get as much time as you want, sir. You waited very long. We're, we apologize. I'm going to wrap. I'm going to be real quick because I already, already said pretty much how I feel about it. To, you know, at least the brother E, and I'm pretty sure Shakes knows how I feel. Listen, I kind of agree with Dan C, even though he's you know, being coerced to kind of try to come off of his initial thought. And here's the thing. I just, listen, I haven't seen much change other than a cut down on, the, you know, the turnovers. I see the same thing I look at from four years ago. And ever since he's been here, he's definitely no comparison to Eli. So Eli gets a little bit more effort. They're not in the same class. This dude still has a lot to prove. And I do believe that if we have more rhythm and he makes better decisions as he gets to his progression and stops 10, you know, stand out running back, our receivers, you'll get better play. We will all look better as an offense. We've seen spurts of it when he is actually on roll and he has all his plays and that the other. It's just off script stuff. So I don't really have – I'm really done with, you know, I'm not really into making excuses, and I'm still giving my chance, but I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer, and I don't really, I'm not going to be coerced into all if everything else around That's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. It's bullshit. He's got to elevate his game. The quarterback is supposed to be the best fucking player on the team. Period. You're supposed to be able to elevate everybody else's fucking game. Don't tell me we all came to this goddamn season with hope, and we got fucking receivers. We got all kinds of shit. That line ain't been playing the best. But we've been pass blocking, so I don't want to hear it. I'm fucking tired of excuses. I'm so tired of that shit. You've got to raise your game, young man. Period. So, I'm, and I'm not throwing in the towel, but no, it's not fucking everything around as far as I'm concerned. And yes, there's a lot of shit going around. This, this, this thing you could point at, obviously. But I expect him to play a lot better. I do. And I've seen him do it. He has a skill set. That's the only reason I'm not totally trashing. He has a skill set. I don't really know where he's at from the neck up, though. I question that shit. So that's all I got to say about it, man. But you know, I mean, that's how I feel. And you can tell my feelings is real. So don't even try to sway me off the shit because it is what it is. Everybody can have their goddamn opinion, but I'm not going to, I'm not rubber stamping them. Fuck that. Amen right. to that. And, and, Yo, let, me, and, let, me, let, me, let me, no, no, Nacho, I got to say, I got to say this. This is not even football related. I got to say. I know I'm trying to get back to Because I want to make sure. Yeah, no, we, we're going to get to that. But I need to say this right now on these airways. I listen to people rant all day. What we do on this show, right? But the one thing I never do is say, I'm waiting for them to shut the fuck up. Shakes, you're my I brother. That? I love you. I Yo, listen I to me. No. I said that. Oh, oh listen, okay. I'm about to I'm say that. Forgive me if I did. Listen, I didn't listen, mean to say that. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. brother. That's not what we do, man. That's not what we do. I get the. I get how we talk. We we could talk to each other however we want. We say these things in our minds, but we don't let them out on the airwaves. I'm pretty sure every man on this phone has said that in their mind when somebody else was talking and they just didn't want to hear it. Because that's just how it is. But, I hope but I didn't say it. Oh. All right. Yeah, but that, so, but that on the airways, thing, right? my brother, we don't. All right. So, we don't I heard you. Thing. Right? But here's the thing. First of all. It's no thing, bro. Just no, don't no, do no, it. No, no, no. I guess. I hate you. Just don't but, do it. I mean, I like, Right. I hate you. Now, my shit is, you know what I'm saying? I never motherfucking ever held back on anything I ever said. You know what I'm saying? I done called J-Rock a bitch on the air right, waves, okay? I know. I'm just, that's what I'm you're just saying. I'm just saying. Different. Right? So hold, hold on. Let me finish. I'll let you go, bro. All right? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's me, right? 
but the thing about it is, is I wasn't saying it in a, oh, I don't care what you're saying. Because I know, my I brother. Wait, wait, I know. Hey, pause, pause, bro, pause. Because if I didn't, you know what I'm saying, if I didn't care, I would have just cut you off and just said, oh, gee, Steve is on the motherfucking airways. Fuck what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? That's me. That's how I am. I will just say that shit. But what I was saying was I was sitting there waiting to announce him, but I did not want to cut off what you were saying. So I what I was you, saying brother. was I was waiting for you to shut the fuck up so I can announce this dude on the airwaves. Right, but listen but to what I'm saying. that's how I talk. I if you're sensitive I know, to it, but I'm, I'm so sorry, you. but I'm okay. not apologizing. Right, 47, 47 minutes left until we get to kick off real quick. Let's stop this conversation now because it's going to get far away from football and we need to stick on the topic at hand. We have the New York Giants taking on the Las Vegas Raiders uh, in, New, in New Jersey. So I was going to say New York. Uh, starting in about 45 minutes. Uh, let's get into the X's and O's of this game. Uh, we know who is out, and if you don't, we will tell you Las Vegas out. Offensive tackle Jackson Barton, running back Peyton Barber, defensive end Malcolm Contz, defensive tackle Damian Square, and cornerback Amik Robertson. And then, of course, for the New York Giants, out is Lorenzo Carter, linebacker, running back Saquon Barkey, safety Net Ebner, uh, wide receiver Sterling Shepard, and linebacker O'Shane Zimenez. Now, we were going to start with OG Steve since he's the first on the line and got back with us. This game in particular, the Vegas Raiders. We will not talk about their off-the-field issues. We will talk about their X's and O's. They are missing his key wide receiver, though, forever now. But how do you anticipate this game going? What do you see the Raiders doing? And then how do you think the Giants can attack the Raiders defensively against that offense who is now missing a wide receiver? And Josh Jacobs, although there, has been injured most of the year. Well... We're, we just got to do what we do, probably put, drop into our, you know, stay in our zone. We got to tackle well, you know, just keep everything in front of us and tackle well, trying to get a couple turnovers. We've been good, we've been pretty good at that. And then, you know, lead the rest of the offense. I, uh, I don't think we got to do anything sexy. We just don't have to beat ourselves. I think we I'm one of the few people who think we have enough offensively that we can beat them. And I, I like where the defense is, and I feel like they're getting better. And I feel, I feel like they're playing pissed off right now. So um, it's just, you know, it's just about not beating ourselves. I think we, we match up good enough, and uh, if we can get just a little bit more pass rush, you know, I think that will take us over the edge. So that's all I got, man. But I love everybody, man. I wish everybody peace no matter what happens in this game. Peace, you know, be at peace, man. For real. I love y'all, man. Stay healthy and happy. For real. One. Yes, sir. Uh, don't, don't go anywhere, OG. We still got 45 minutes. We're going to ask some more questions about the game as well. We are going to move on to Dan C. Uh, listening in the background, we said the things we said off the field, Daniel Jones, brain, and all that good stuff. Today in this game, Las Vegas Raiders, how does that defense attack the New York Giants offense, do you think? And do you think that without Saquon Barkley, they can get anything done in the run game? Was it with Booker and anyone else? Or is it going to be strictly Daniel Jones trying to pass the ball? I think the way they attack them is the the Raiders' offense is much more explosive and going to put up points. So can't, are we going to keep up? Probably not. That's going to put more pressure on the defense to try to stop the Raiders because we're going to be, keep going three and out. That's the way I see it. Uh, only thing, the only thing in our favor is that it's a West Coast team coming east, playing at 10, 10 a.m. or 11 since we had a time change. They're not used to playing that early, but – 
culture. They had their head on straight. They had a lot of drama going on in that building. They got an interim head coach. They're, they got a, they're at the top of the AFC, AFC West. Um, I expect to get blown out like 35-17, something like that, du- double us up. That's what I expect. Mm. All right, we're going to move on to E, the chosen one now. E, double question. We're going to double pack OG and Dan. Offensively and defensively, what do the Raiders have to do to stop the Giants <clears throat> offensively, and then what do they have to do offensively to put up points on the defense of the Giants? Uh, let's kind of keep you back to the nose of the easiest question under the board. It's, it's, it's the easiest question on the board. And um, I will address my issue with my brother when I need to. But that's the easiest question on the board, Nacho. Nothing. The Raiders don't have to do nothing, just like every other team that we played this year. They don't have to do nothing. It's what we have to do. We're the ones that have to do it. We're going to have to put up points. We're going to have to tackle. We're going to have to play defense and offense, a complete game possibly for once. So since we've never had that this season either, we've never played one complete game. Either we were better defensively and was offensively just good enough, or we was good offensively and was defensively good enough. We've never put three aspects together this season in all three phases of the game at all, so the Raiders won't have to do anything just like every other team we play, the Giants are the ones that are going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. Shakes Montana, my good friend, we did a lot of talking about Daniel Jones and his in his you know frame of mind and things of that nature. We now have, we're going to switch gears though for a little bit and switch over to the other quarterback, the number four in black and silver, Derek Carr. Um, the things he was able to say about John Gruden, the things he was able to say about. Uh, Henry Ruggs, after both those situations are done, do we feel mind state right, but that this guy can go in and put X's and O's on field with the things going on in his brain? Or is this a man that's going to crumble under the mental pressure and we might see a bad game from Derek Carr today? How do you feel about that? I believe, um, well, first off, yeah, we will address it, but it ain't nothing really major to address. That's my mouth. Ain't nothing gonna stop it. But here's the thing. With Carl, you right on the nose. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like with this situation, with both of these situations happening back to back, I believe that he won't be fully uh involved and emotional in this game. Like, I, I feel like his mind and his head will be all elsewhere because you have to think about it um, in the aspect of how much he truly respects and loves Gruden. Gruden was like a dad to him, right? Um, Gruden revived his career. They are neighbors. I, I don't know if y'all know this, but they are neighbors, okay? This man sees him every morning. Okay, so, you know what I mean, like, they had a true bond and still do. So he's an emotional wreck off of that. And I felt like um, the game after the Gruden shit, I I felt like he was going to come out blazing. I knew it because, you know, just emotional, I'm going to win this for Gruden. You know what I mean? But now with fucking Ruggs, his friend, his his target, you know what I mean, his main guy that he likes to go – 
deep balls too. Pause, right? <laughs> that, that was crazy line right there. But, yeah, he throws those deep balls to him. That's his guy. You know what I'm saying? And now he's gone, and not even just gone, but he's facing murder reps and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? That I think that is just too much for a person to bear on his friends and his, his idol. I think it's too much, and I think it's going to bode well for us today. Alrighty, um, I do need to get on this hot seat. However, with shakes here in a few minutes, we're gonna run back yeah, through these get group of men and Dancy. I gotta, I'm gonna run back through these, uh, and just because this is the pregame show, and we gotta get it over with. OG Steve, final score and your winner, Giants Raiders, please. Twenty-eight to thirty-one. By a last minute field goal by Gano. All righty, OG Steve. A field goal winning 31 28 victory for the Giants. We are going to jump to Dan C. Dan C, I think I heard you earlier 37 17 or something like that. Is that what you're going to stick to? Uh, Double the points, losing by about, you know, double whatever you guys put up? Absolutely. To me, this is a team coming off a bye. They had a bye week. Derek Carr, he's in a he's in a contract year and he's putting up huge numbers. I consider I, I, I expect him to continue that. And yes, I think we get routed. So yeah, call it thirty thirty four thirty five seventeen. Two contrasting predictions back to back. Let's see what either chosen one has for us today. E R Eagles. Raiders, Giants, final score if you got one. Prediction of a winner if you got one. I just feel we're going to win because this is what garbage teams do. They get a couple of wins in the season, right? And my prediction record is totally off base. So the only thing I can do to salvage my mind, right, is to keep believing we're going to win. That's it. That's the only reason I'm saying that we're winning. Not because I actually believe it, but because I'm tricking my mind into believing it. Did that make sense to you, brother? I do not believe it. I'm tricking my mind into believing that we're going to win because we don't really have much to go on. Mm-hmm. Feel me? We don't. Uh, essentially, the law of averages any given Sunday, pretty much. Sorry to cut you off. Yo, listen. Gotta, no, got to sip the Kool-Aid since it's always on believe. the table, right? Yes, sir. It's always on the table, freshly made, icing it with just amount, with just the right amount of sugar too. It's amazing how she gets it done. Um, Shake Montana, my friend, my confidant, my brother. Final prediction today: a victory, a loss, and a score, sir. Um, I think today, um. be a good day and um I think we finally get a great great game where we finally get a blow out here. We blow a team out here. So I'm saying thirty one fourteen. Giant. Um, um, hey, I'm gonna jump back and say, look, jet lag and cold weather. We we get and we home. Come on now. Come on, yeah, they I'm traveled so, across yeah. the country, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's cold weather. We found yeah, a little bit of cold yeah, weather yeah, here, too, man. They're going to get this, baby. They're going to get this. They're, 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 
They're traveling across the country. They're also they're also got an early game. Um, let's not forget though, records are records and they are the way they are. Raiders two and one on the road. Giants one and three at home. So something's got to give today. You have to put that out there. Let's see. I'm going to no, no, because I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to ask some questions. I was going on. Real real quick, real quick, let me finish up this uh, liliquy about who I think is going to win. I believe uh, that something does change today, uh, and the Raiders go two and two on the road. I think it's a real, real ugly game, low scoring. Uh, 17-14. Graham Gano does kick the game-winning field goal. I just don't think it's that high scoring of a game like Mr. OG Steve does. So uh, I think I will get Giants 17, Raiders 14. The travel, the cold weather, the mental status. Again, I love everything that he says in meetings and conferences. I just don't know if you can handle that after two or three weeks, even with the bye week. I just think it's tough. I'm taking the Giants at home by three. E, um, I'll take a safety. Cameron Cameron Wake would be smiling somewhere if that happened and Cincinnati Bengals fans would be fearing for their life because that's how that game ended but as we move on Shakes um, me and Dancy I believe need to get on this hot seat Uh, let's get this over with 34 minutes before these 11 o'clock 1 o'clock games kick off 10 o'clock games for Dancy Um, so let's get this going Nacho, step on up. Atlanta at New Orleans. Ah, uh, New Orleans. Denver at Dallas. Dallas. New England at Carolina. New England. Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buffalo. Houston at Miami. Miami. Vegas at Giants. Giants. Chargers at Philly. Chargers. They need a bounce back. Green Bay at KC. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Loyal. Arizona at San Fran. Uh, that's a tough one because I don't know if Kyler's going to start, but I'm going to go with Arizona. Tennessee at Rams. The world, Tennessee. Chicago at Pittsburgh. Damn. Can 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 I end in a tie? Can I say tie? <laughs> I hate both those teams. I'm going go with Pittsburgh though because for divisional purposes and and real quick it's not nothing that uh loyalty is a thing but kansas city defense is absolutely trash he's gonna make joy about look that up. i said it because you did take the giants against the chiefs so you just have this little thing against the chiefs so you're not really defense, impressed yeah. or scared so, no, their defense, no. Their defense is not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the boys can put up 40 anytime they feel like it, when they feel like it, but that defense is going to give up 40. But anyways, keep on going. And see, step on up. Troll. Atlanta, New Orleans. Falcons. Denver, Dallas. 
Dallas. New England at Carolina. The Patriots. Minnesota at Baltimore. Vikings. Cleveland at Cincinnati. I ain't like that shit. Uh, Buffalo at Jacksonville. Bills. Houston at Miami. Miami. Vegas at Giants. Oh, Raiders. Chargers at Philly. Chargers. Green Bay at KC. Arizona at San Fran. And friend, and I, I don't think so. Nacho, you might want to change. I don't think Murray or D Hop, I think both out. So what the? I go Niners. Pretty sure. What the fuck? Justice Fantasy. Justice Fantasy. I know D Hop was probably out, but I didn't know about how. I knew D Hop was going to be out too, but damn, Murray, who the fuck is crazy? You know what? You know what? Go ahead, Chris Kingsbury. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, too. Hey, they got no tape on the they, they got no, they got no tape on the guy. Hey, yo. He couldn't even name him. He yeah, couldn't even name him back. He, he said it with his chest. If that was the, yo, did you see the flip flop Molly Wap? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did, no, did, I'm not letting nobody slide with that. Did you see the flip flop Molly Wap? Got to get somebody else in the barbershop. Did you see it? As soon as some names came out, uh uh-uh, we got to change this. <laughs> I didn't. We had to do I didn't change anything. I picked the card. But he stayed with it. Yeah. No, he stayed with Cardinals. Oh, all right. He's gonna ride with the Cardinals. You're gonna take Kyle Shanahan. No, I am sticking with the Cardinals. Put Kingsbury. I got trust. Yeah. See, he started with his chest. And you know what, too. He lived there, he loved there, and he gets a chance to see them more than anybody anywhere. So I get it. He knows. Well, who he, the fuck is that quarterback? Who the quarterback? No idea. Maybe oh the my old God. backup. I think the old backup for the Packers, right? The dude out of UCLA. What was his name? Oh, it's hell Brett Hunley. no. It's Brett Hunley. Is it? I, I don't know. I'm just no, guessing. You, you I'm joking. Guessing. You joking. I'm guessing. That's the last guy I remember in a Cardinal uniform. Oh, hell no. I got to check this shit. Besides Murray. I might change my shit, bro. I don't know. Like, that's crazy. That's right. off the top of the dome. No Google. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it was. It Pretty was impressive, Brett though. Hunley, Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, it's going to be your boy, Shakes. Colt McCool. Who? Colt McCool? Oh, wow. Who's McCool? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Wow. Hey, you know what? I'm going to ride with Coach. I'm a rival coach. <laughs> I'm a rival coach. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who they There's playing zero again? Zero chance, bro. Who's playing tonight? Kittle, Kittle's on the field. They're playing San Fran, bro. Yo, hold up. Did I choose? I don't think I chose San Fran. Because you know you how much I hate you in the Garoppolo. Yeah, you chose Arizona. Yeah, so I'm going to have to ride with the coach, too. That's great. Let's go. Let's go. Let's ride with the coach. Let's All right, real quick, Nasty. <laughs> real, yeah, yeah. real quick. Tennessee at Rams. Rams, bro. Come on. They roll. 
Are you really L.A. bound right now, bro? He's California love. He's down, bro. He's down, bro. He's down. <laughs> he cannot hide it no more. He's down. <laughs> Chicago at Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers. All right. You off the hot seat. I got everybody besides Chill Will. He still got about like 20 minutes to get me texted it in. If you're listening right now, text your goddamn picks in, boy. And everybody's in there for the week. Um, I didn't get to uh, tell y'all your overall records um, last week, so I'm going to do it on Montana Monday. Gotcha. Well, no, I can't really because I got to add the, the, the Monday night matchup. I'll do it Tuesday. I'll do it Tuesday. All right. What's up, boy? Let's talk now. Eight and zero versus six and two. Woo! Talk on it. Woo! Talk on it. Talk about oh, it. Um, number one, uh, rank one versus rank three. Yeah, even though I got some injuries, I just can't help that. It's just what it is. But you know, hopefully, I can break through because one of my heavy hitters is down too. James Robinson isn't playing, bro. Oh. Injured. Who you replace him with? I can't because my other running back is in, on IR too. I'm done with the running backs, bro. I was yep. on that shit with Black, bro. Like, oh my god, I had Fournette, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Saquon Barkley. And that's and that's, <laughs> well, that is and that's what it is. Uh, and that's man. what it is. I got Clyde oh, Edwards, Hilaire, James Robinson, and they both on IR. Uh, and nobody man. is even remotely close that I could pick up, and I won't drop either one of them. Get it? Yeah. yeah like, I'm, yeah, it's a 17-game season. I'm not dropping James Robinson yeah. and Clyde yeah, and Dillon. You can't do that. Uh, Black, 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 Black Freezy be lurking, bro. You can't do it, yeah. That's what yeah, Black Freezy on it. Like. That's, that's what makes our league, that league hard, dude. That's what makes that league hard. It is. People yeah. want to jump in. And be and it's not normal fantasy, bro. It's really not. Really, it really is. Really not. <laughs> it really ain't. It really ain't, bro. You really See, gotta, anytime you anytime you burn shit. your kids' food because you checking scores, you know something ain't right. Man, I, I, I have one goal. I have one goal: get another chip to shut Chase up. That's my that's my only goal. Yo, that's a good goal. That's one. a good goal to have. I'm, I'm. It's a damn good goal to have, and it's probably yeah. more of the second than it is. <laughs> Shutting chase up is probably almost as good as winning the chip. This is why I'm the greatest, bro. Because I make people yeah, better around me. Yo. Off, huh? Tell me. One, I make one chip better. wasn't enough. I want a chip, mm. and he's still talking shit. I don't understand. If I was in my I probably wouldn't even be talking to chase. I ain't lying, y'all, because I got some dudes, man. I, I had to cut. I wish I could block the chat on the motherfucking, you know, on the fantasy. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like, and the, the bad part is, like, I come on these airways and I talk so crazy, bro. Like, you don't want to lose to a guy like that, bro. Like, you really don't, oh, bro. Like, you really want to beat that dude and shut him the fuck up. You want to win a chip and say, yo, I'm a chip a boy like Black Freezy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you really want that shit, yo. I make people better around me. 
God damn it. Damn it. This, is my, this is my thing. I wasn't there from the Genesis. So me and LRP is a little bit newer to this. You know what I mean? Uh, so, me either, bro. I wasn't there from the Genesis either. Yeah, we wasn't from the so, – and that's what it is. But I will, brother, see, so we all right. We all right. We in a different say, class. No, but I will say I got the chip in the championship league, as Shake says, the most important. And mm-hmm. it's not looking too good for me right now. And I have the belt. I'd purchase the belt for the for the chip. And whoever does win it, if it's not me, I will send it to you. And you will represent it. You got a championship belt. So Yo, pass that, it around. That's where I'm at right now. Yo, have you, right seen, my, have you, seen, my, have you seen my hardware? I got that. <laughs> my hardware is pretty nice. Baby. It's pretty nice. We give out two trophies in my lane. One that goes down you know, every year, for the, and then the other one you get the key. But, um. I need That's another cool. one, baby. I like it's that. I like that. I wish I could keep it. We only got the one that bro. passes around. That because that's the championship that lose me. Like I, I, I should have been the first champ. You know what I'm saying? Like I, in my mind, I am the first champ. You know what I'm saying? I was robbed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Captain Kirk. I was robbed. In your mind, I was Captain robbed, mind. bro. In my mind, I'm the champ, bro. So, yeah, you know I mean, okay. I, I have. To Get that belt, bro. Like it's old yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's real. old to me. Listen, I think Evan Ingram has a big day today. For some reason, I keep thinking this kid's gonna have a big day. But what y'all think Galladay's gonna do? But I'm mark my words, Evan Ingram have a big day. I don't know why, but he is. Galladay better just stay on the field. Yeah. If Galladay just stays on the field and has 20 snaps, I'll be that's, happy. That's what we hope. You know, we stay on the field. Amen. Yeah. Well, man, you know what? I'm really not going to let my blood pressure get too high, but I tell you, I am optimistic. For some fucking stupid-ass reason, I'm just optimistic. Maybe that's because that's how I rationalize sitting down and watching this shit is so intense. But I think we're going to get the fucking dub today, y'all. And if we don't, fuck it. You know what? Because we need uh, some graphics anyway. As long as Chicago keep losing... It's going to be all right. I, what about Odell? I think Odell's going to end up either in New Orleans, the Saints, I mean, yeah, New Orleans, the Miami, or uh, Atlanta. Come on Go home, son. He ain't coming here. He ain't coming here. Giants, you know that. Uh, hmm? The uh, the the uh, report today from we you know OBJ said, but who knows how here hearsay that is that he will not play for anyone uh, who is not contending for the playoffs. So he won't go to anyone who isn't in playoff contention. Um, so you could count out probably about twelve teams there. So um, you're looking at probably Tampa. <laughs> claim him in the top ten, top 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 ten. They'll probably claim him on wires because he's so cheap, uh, and because you'll be able to get him. But how much will he play for your team? Will it end up like the Browns? I think that's the interesting thing that goes with this. Um, my my biggest gripe with all of this is that a guy that this old in his career still got to go on waivers. Um, I think the last CBA, once you were a veteran, you didn't have to clear waivers. You he could have pretty much any team. 
I think that's something the NFLPA totally fumbled. Uh, but other than that, I mm-hmm. think it's a very, very interesting situation where a guy this old in his career doesn't get to choose where he wants to go. He's got to clear waivers. And not only that, the Browns made it exponentially easier for almost 31 other teams to pick him off waivers. The, the money's cheap. Um, it's only for this year. Uh, the next two years are, are not guaranteed. So it's really you know anybody what? who players, wants to deal with him. The players getting weaker and weaker as it gets younger and younger. These kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out the way. No, you're right. They're, they're very much uh, selfish-oriented. So as long as the money that they in, get right now isn't affected, they really don't care if it affects the older players or the other players that are younger than them coming in where maybe they don't get to see a lot of that money. So it's going to be very interesting to see the NFLPA crumble in the next few years uh, while the NFL makes $110 billion over the next yep. 10 years in TV money. So, um <clears throat> The, Hold on. There's 19, there's 19 minutes left. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I got, I got to say something on that because I've been going in on the chat hard on that. He's on his first real deal contract, and he forced his way out of, his, of the team that, yes, he had no control of being traded to. But he forced his way out, and the Browns did him a solid by negotiating that contract down to $7.5 million guaranteed if a team claims him. So if a team claims him, they have to pay him $7.5 million. If a team doesn't claim him, then the Browns are on the hook for about four of that contract, and he's free to sign where he wants, which he will go to a contender. But the way that the Browns laid out the structure of that contract means if you look at the waiver wire list from top to bottom, it's the worst record flip. The bottom third, meaning the top third of the team of the league, that's the best claiming options from the Colts down. So if he gets claimed, you're claiming him to keep him away from another team at mm-hmm. a $7.5 million dollar uh, contract, which is nothing in a billion dollar industry. And, and it's his first contract. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, so it's really 50 50 if he gets claimed from, if you look at that list, if you have time since we're pressed, if you look at that list from a, from a contender down, Colts, in my order, it's Colts, Cowboys, Raiders. And then at the bottom of the list is teams like the Bucks, Rams, Cardinals. So if it did get to you, why wouldn't you just put a claim in just to keep them away from other teams and negotiating to make contenders better? But his agent will do his work, like Chris in the chat has been saying, and say, hey, he won't play for you if, if, if he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. so it's a liability. But either way, he got, his, he got his way. Mission accomplished with him and his dad in that 11-minute video. Mission accomplished. Kudos to you guys. He's going to go to a team that's in playoff contention. And we'll see. Tuesday can't come soon enough because I'm sick of talking about it. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing, too. It's, it's really interesting because it's, you know, the world we're living in, you got to be first. And if if nobody says anything, it's probably an internal situation. Uh, we hear rumblings of maybe they're going to release him, and then Monday, boom, it's a full release. He hits waivers. Uh, the Internet is definitely something that changes a lot of this, uh, a lot of the outlook on definitely anything we see from these organizations, how they operate and how these players operate. It's definitely uh, a 180 from even a decade ago on how these things are, are, are handled. So, um, again, in the way that they handled, the Browns handled it, they made it definitely easier for anyone to pick him up, and they made it to where, of course, they don't have to pay the full seven. 
and then last two years are voided their their non guaranteed contracts. So uh, personally, in this one, yeah, it worked out in the benefit of both the team and I think and the player. But in the long run, the fact that he's still even got to get on the waiver wire, being a veteran as as long as he's been in the league, when the last CBA that wasn't even a thought process. You know, vets uh, got released and were able to choose wherever they wanted. So um, again, uh, competitive. Uh, disadvantages or advantages, obviously we can get into that at another date, but uh, that's just a different different type of NFLPA that um, I don't understand. Um, as we get into the last 15 minutes before these games start kicking off, especially yours, um, any closing statements, final thoughts? Uh, we will start with Dan C. Uh, and then work our way up. All right. Be quick. Love you guys, Giants family. I mean, this is where we come to vent. Um at the end of the day, even though I picked the Raiders, even though I said we're going to get routed, that's what I fully expect. It's not what I'm rooting for. I'm still a Giants fan. I bleed blue. Please trust me on that. I will be sitting down there and hoping that the team succeeds. But the caveat is I know if the team succeeds and continues to put up wins, that the regime from the top down is not going to change. It's just going to say we're on to something and we're really not. It all needs to be blown up. But – you know, every Sunday is not guaranteed. So this is this is the only Sunday I know right now. I'm alive, so I want to watch the Giants win. Thank you, Dan. See, OG Steve, friend, closing yeah, statements. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say? Well, first of all, I appreciate you letting me chime in and blow my little bit of well, my lot of bit of steam off, man. You know, and no matter what I say, negative about the team or Daniel Jones or anyone who wears blue. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's just out of frustration because I damn sure I always wish the best. You know, cause I bleed blues just like everybody on this, on this call. You know, even you, Nacho, I know you got that blue blood. But, uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I uh, I don't, you know, I wish I could say I, I, to, I agree with a lot with Dan C. said, but the, but the one last thing is this. I would kind of go on board, but I don't like to, I hate the little, you know, not superficial, but whatever. I don't even know the word I want to use, man. The little token wins on the way out and, you know, build on anything. Because I think we, we don't have anything going really right now either. You know, we got a bunch of players, but we don't have a team. But the reality is this. No matter even if we lost out, I don't think that the ownership is willing to, you know, to swallow their pride and admit they're wrong again to do something about it. So I just think that, that this, you know, this regime is here until they're not here. So I'm going to have to just keep riding you know, and hope, you know, knowing that it's not even going to be about draft picks or position, we're going to get what we get because we got what we got. So I'm going to do what I do and stay true blue today, tomorrow, forever. It's true blue, and that's all I got. True blue, y'all. Y'all stay safe for seeing a second. I'll holler at y'all later. I'm out. One. Peace, sir. Peace. Either chosen one, closing statement, thoughts, anything about today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I know what it is, man. Always and always, you know, superb show. I always say that. We always do what we do, giving the people what they want. Um, I wanted to get OG Steve's thoughts because he's just as a big a boxing fan as any that I know. I wanted to also see if Dan C. bet last night, knowing that he's a man who takes many risks but also comes out on top of those risks 90% of the time. So I wanted to get their take on that, but I know we're getting off right now, so... It is always what it is, man. Blue Kool-Aid is on the table. Let's go, Giants. Um, Hopefully, you know, we can just look good in all three aspects of this game. Remember, we still hurt. 
we're still reeling from injuries. This thing is not going to be as easy as we would like it to be because we still have to play football, and that's something that we haven't been doing consistently and uh, good this year at all. So hopefully we just get this victory. Um, that's about it. Y'all know what time it is. He's the chosen one from the Bronx. Real quick, I, I had Canelo after seven, KO, TKO. So, yeah. Yo, Dan, yo, I think, did I write that to you as well? Or or I did, I probably did Because a couple of people I wrote that to. I said, after no, seven, that, he's going, oh, man, see? Great that, mind, but that, bro. But that, was, but that was one of the options. Like, I couldn't make my own option. That was one of the options. After seven, wow. TKO, KO, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Canelo. Wow, that's crazy. And you, you put down on it? Of course. Of course. It wasn't great odds. It, he was a favorite, especially to go yes, the distance yes. to a certain extent. Decision was the main favorite, but, yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Shakes, Montana, sir. Anything you'd like to say before we get on up out of these shakedown parts? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to still... This Kool Aid until we mathematically eliminated. Y'all know my mantra. You know what I'm saying? I just going to keep the faith until I can't keep no more. Um. So let's get this victory. Let's beat up on the team that's going through a lot of emotional um, turmoil. Let's take advantage of that. Let's be the team. That's not dysfunctional. Not the dysfunctional team on the field in New Jersey. Can we be the ones that's just clicking on all cylinders? I don't give a fuck about them. Cry me a river. Don't care what they going through. Lose. Pile on. But for us, let things turn around. Let this be stopped. Take this victory. We got to buy. We can get some people healthy and back. And then we got motherfucking Tampa Bay. So, that's it. <laughs> uh, let's get a victory here because we need it. About it. Oh, and uh, one last thing. And a little shot to my, my, my brother. But to anybody. Don't be sensitive to the words I say. Just take it by the context of what I'm saying. Words by Shakes Montana. Dan. You thought the mic was going to get dropped right there? That ain't happening, bro. You know. <laughs> that ain't happening. We will discuss. Popcorn ready. We will discuss off air. And it has nothing to do with, mm. of course, personal feeling. It's just from a professional aspect. You know, that's some feedback that we've been getting. So I'll talk about that with, you know, with us. Absolutely. That's it. I'm done. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so really quickly, only five men have ever achieved the four-belt undisputed championship status since the feat became possible with the WBO's advent. Middleweight Bernard Hopkins and Jermaine Taylor junior welterweights Terrence Crawford and Taylor, and cruiserweight, I'm going to fuck his name up, Alexander Usyk, uh, and now 
Canelo Alvarez, uh, the only 168 ever at that weight class to unify the fine uh, undisputed champion. Uh, it's amazing. It was a great night. Again, like I said, Suns got the come-from-behind victory on the Hawks. Kamara Usman got the victory over Covington again, which was a great fight. King Canelo reigned supreme. Uh, and ASU booping on uh, USC. So in honor of the very first Mexican undisputed champion, I will leave y'all with this, and y'all have a great, great week night. Let's go, Nick. Viva la Mexico, the Shakedown Forever. Check us out, Shakedown Mondays tomorrow, Shake Montana Mondays. Hear everything. Maybe we get some popcorn popping tomorrow with these two. Nacho Average Tuesday on Tuesday, Wednesday. Again, debate Friday with Black Freezy. Black Freezy. LRP brings your NFL, NBA, and fantasy topics. And then, of course, everything you want to know, sports and on the televisions and the reality world and hip-hop and anime, whatever you want to talk about, BMF, all that good shit. East out Fridays. No more on hiatus. We'll be back on Friday. Y'all have a great week. Y'all have a great week nine. The Shakedown. We out. Let's go New York Knicks. <laughs>